0: Welcome. This is Efrat Zabalowski from Why You Connects, happy to introduce Candidate, a candid conversation about today's dating life with experienced guests. Our wonderful host this evening is Rabbi Shmuel Ismach, Rabbi of Young Israel of Great Neck and Rabbi in the Stone-Based Midrash program at Yeshiva University. This podcast is anonymously sponsored, Le'ilu'i Nishmas, Chano Chaim Ben Yaakov HaKohen.
1: Hello and welcome to Candidate, a candid conversation about dating and relationships with experts in the field. My name is Shmuel Ismach, Rabbi at the Young Israel of Gray Neck and a Rebbe at the SBMP program. And I'll be hosting this conversation. And I have with me today, Dr. Binyamin Tepfer. He's the director of Arbor Intensive, an IOP, Intensive Outpatient Program, if you didn't know that, for trauma and addiction in Brooklyn and has a private practice in the five towns, Brooklyn and Lakewood. And our very targeted topic for this podcast is one very simple question, the question of what is the goal of engagement? How to engage with your spouse-to-be during that period of time? And so I guess to begin, Dr. Tepfer, let me ask a question about, is there a goal of this time altogether? Is it just the amount of time? Okay, we're committed, but we still have to plan a wedding. And so however long that takes, let's just get from point A to point B. Or is there actually a growth process that is implied by this? And should we be looking to change in the context of the relationship between the beginning when we get engaged and the actual wedding date? What would you say to that?
0: The reason I chose this topic and and I love the question to start with is because it's such a confusing really unclear time I think for people. It's like a twilight zone. You know, during dating, you know, everyone has different advice and guidance and how to really figure out if this person is for me. We have the same hashkafas, so or the right chemistry and you you go through that period and if you know things go well and you finally make that decision, it almost is like you go from there then to marriage advice. And then there's sometimes Two, three, four, up to six months of this entire time period. Where what's that about? And I remember right after I got engaged, I was confused. You know exactly like we're talking about. And I went to the Rosh Hashiva that time in Shara Hatorah with Zelig Epstein, Zehut and I asked him. I said, "What is engagement about?" So it's a weird time, and he answered like he answers. You know very simply and. You're part of that family, and you know uh, his style very well, better than me. He just said, simply, it's to get to know each other better. And I said, oh, that's so simple, and that makes so much sense. And what was profound about that is I've seen, and, and I remember hearing at the time, two polar opposite camps you know some are more emphasizing you yeah. know rigid boundaries and you have to go here and only talk that amount of time yeah yeah yeah. Uh, so there, was, there some... was
1: a book i remember i think like we're, we're about the same age yeah. there was a book that was published at some yeah. point around the time that you know we were engaged i think you know sort of similar times and it said like how many times during the week can you call yeah and how many yeah. bus them you can go to. <laughs> yeah, and, and, yeah. and I think, by the way, a volume two has since been published with texting. <laughs> okay. Like how many times yeah. can you text? How long <laughs> right. can each text message be? <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. Like which emojis you're allowed to get? Yes. Right. right. Much, right? Okay.
0: So it's very uh, people that's overemphasized. You know, that's one school. Then there's another school, which is just as unfortunate. The other side, which is that, Hey, we're already, you know, committed to one another. And then there's the letting go of so many, if not all boundaries. And, you know, I can't tell you how many, whether it was friends, acquaintances, and then ultimately clients that have come in over the years who are otherwise halakhically-minded uh, individuals. But, you know, during this time period, for one reason or another, um, you know, between themselves and their uh, fiancé or their, their kala, this was something, you know, the regular halakhos of... Of uh, appropriateness of of touch uh, of intimacy all fell by the wayside, so there's you know, there 's these two different extremes, and uh, I think what you know, the rushshiv was telling me uh, was something simple but again so profound that there's an actual opportunity during this time period where there are two individuals who are going to be getting married, and they can get to know one another more doesn 't have to be with overly rigid boundaries and separation nor with everything falling away and that in, you know when we talk about i'll use the word intimacy not i'm not talking about physical intimacy i'm talking about just emotional intimacy one of the two ingredients of that is to be known to be you know that the other person we know one another the other ingredient is not just that we know another we also feel accepted or or wanted to, to, be, to be understood, we, to, be
1: understood. We, to be understood.
0: Yeah, to be understood and to be accepted by that other person. You know, if we have one without the other, if you accept me, but you don't really know me, or if you, if you know me, but don't accept me, obviously, or don't understand me and, and respect me. So, the, you know, dating doesn't give that opportunity. And do we want to marry a stranger? So dating, you know, is more about I'm thinking what's good for me. Is it the right fit for me? But there's this time period from after dating to walking down the chuppah where two individuals can get to know one another you know, in a better way. And we'll talk a little bit about what it means to to get to know one another. So to keep within the framework of halach and I'll say that to have a deep appreciation for, for why that really creates what this opportunity is, where it doesn't then spill over and necessitate some physical intimacy, But it's able to really stay within that framework of getting to know one another, having healthy, normal feelings towards one another in an appropriate way, grow in friendship, but then not having that move to that other, you know, aspect of a physical relationship.
1: So so I guess like every other area of life, finding that nuance where you're getting closer, but not too close. And so... I would imagine that a lot of those gadarim and a lot of those rules have been created because of the horror stories. And, and yeah. I throughout my career have known very many, uh, you know, ostensibly sure. religious and from, you know, use the example of Shomer Nagia, for example, uh, yeah. where engagement sort of was a free for all or a license. Okay. We're getting married anyway. So what would you say as guidance to not go to the extreme of only, you know, three uh, smiley emojis per week, and, and then that's it, you're done. How do, you, how do you go from there to make sure that there's something that keeps you from going too far?
0: So, you know, we're touching on the, uses the word, the nuances, and, and that's why it's such a, I use the word this opportunity. I, I hate and the emphasis becomes restrictions, restrictions. If we look at it as we're trying to accomplish something, then you know, the, the boundaries sort of have, have the proper context versus this is all about boundaries. And so what are we trying to accomplish? We're trying to accomplish exactly what you're saying, a nuance where two people, and it's a, a skill that's really such a integral preparation or a fundamental preparation for a lifetime of having a healthy relationship. You see, because what we're, what we're looking for is, can two people who are attracted to one another have a healthy connection one to another that is emotional, but that feelings stay in check? That skill itself is so necessary for a lifetime together because from both ends. One of the common things that will happen in, in a marriage is, um, hey, you know, the, the only time he, he's, he's interested or he spends time with me or it's close to me is when he has an opportunity to to be physically connected to me. That's the only time. Or there is no shearing if that's not on the table. So to have this time period, to look at it as this is such a an integral part of two people being able to feel like people – human beings, like they're broader than just, you know, gender and that, object existence to be people. That That's what really this time period this offer. is offer.
1: This is an excellent uh, point. You know, it gets me thinking, I, I deal with uh, chasanam all the time, and I talk about, you know, the difficulty of uh, necessitating a person to, to learn a new lo- love language, so to speak. I don't want to <laughs> use that expression. A different language of intimacy than you usually use, which is required, you know, within the laws of Taras HaMashpacha. So you're saying, theoretically, engagement, when you are committed, yeah. might be that proving ground uh, where we can, and it's so interesting that you say that because I would say that zero of uh, Hassanim and Kalos uh, zero are, are thinking in this direction, and no one's told that. But, but uh, you know, it's a, it's a fascinating idea. The problem is even That's the chassan true. teacher doesn't have them until, I guess, it's some usually <laughs> later, later on. stage. But, right? but honestly, honestly I think, you know, this probably would inform how I talk a chassanim in that I, I, you know, I get them, I could talk bring this up in the first class and say, right. hey, for the next X amount of weeks that you're still engaged, maybe start thinking in this direction. Right. So, right. so I want to I switch gears a little bit and ask right. the following thing. It's also a fraught time. In that, you know, I've always gotten the sense that an engaged couple, they're connected really intimately, they're gonna get married, but they're not married yet. They don't have that actual commitment, but they have a lot of the stressors and the pressures of being, I got to make a wedding together and, and I got to get through all of these challenges and family, Family is, it's the worst during that period of time because at least once right. you're married, okay, it's a shared experience. Here, it's not quite shared. So like, it seems to me like an extremely fraught experience and with or so much pressure without actually that commitment uh, and the togetherness sure. with that person. What's a good way to navigate that? Have you found yeah. that first of all, and what's sure. a good way to navigate Sure. It?
0: So I, I even think, um, if I remember correctly, there's a language in, in the Gemara, Ink suba bli tigra, I think it's a language in the Gemara. And I think it like sort of captures what you're saying. So for starters to have, good always healthy expectations, then that always prepares people, you know, to not be disappointed. And when you introduce this time period, hey, there's gonna be stress. There's going to be a lot of practical things that have to be taken care of. It's gonna be overwhelming because sometimes you have these I have someone who just said, our calendars are so strange. Sometimes you have like six weeks to make it, or seven weeks, because if it's not then, then it's going to be after then. And if it's not then. So we, we sometimes have these marathons to get things ready. And, and sometimes it's the, the challenge is the app. Op- you know, you have, um, I, we had situations where parents, you know, refused for weddings to be till, you know, another six or eight or 10 months. And you had the couple themselves wanted very much to get married. And they have to now navigate a longer twilight zone, or what we call it. So to have, the, the first of all, the expectations to be healthy where, hey, you know, there's going to be a lot going on and we're going to be learning like new families, you know, the way my parents do. And now make, we're making decisions about weddings and, and apartments and where we're going to live. And I'm taking into account a whole other side who I'm not used to. So just, again, that transition is normal. But also, as that goes on, to be very aware of there are things that, aren't going to be so normal, like some yellow flags that we shouldn't just say, oh, everything falls under, oh, it's, you know, it's this transition. And it's, a, no, there, there are also some things that are that are also little warning signs that I would say should catch a person's attention as well. And I'll tell you a couple of things that have come up over the years. I saw a fellow actually earlier today, you reminded me, and he married already, must be 20 something years, has a, a full family of children. He's in a very difficult marriage. And he tells me, he says, you know, when I was engaged, there were signs. And I went then to a certain individual and told him what was going on and that I was concerned. And he said, oh, call us call cautious and da-da-da-da-da. And um, he says, you know what? I'm, I, I I the past 20-something years, I've paid the price for that unfortunate advice. And so the, we have to take certain yeah, yellow... He
1: probably says, you know, with, with you, honey, it's like every day we just met. <laughs> K- call us calls, calls, <laughs> Exactly, it's, it's mamish like a haskala. <laughs> we, we just started. Yeah yeah, 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 And she says, wow, that's so meaningful,
0: right? Yeah. Yeah. When something is very, I have a different, uh, you know, a different couple now. He was telling me, he goes, he thinks back to engagement. And he said, you know, he would write or he would uh, send a uh, little presents, And he says, he looks back he says, the whole thing was just this one-sided expression and it concerned him. And then things, that, so sometimes things do change in marriage. I'm not saying everything is a terrible thing, but to, to pay attention to these things and say, hold on, wh- why is this just one-sided? She may, if anything, only respond, you know, if something is very, very one-sided in that, in that way. To, to bring it to the attention of, of people who deal with couples and to a, set off alarm bells uh, if someone's unreliable. They were going to call. They were going to pick up. And then everything was an excuse, almost like enable that or let that go. Now, you know, in so many cases, someone was telling me that they were at a chasen with their Hassan who was also married for many years, having difficulty. And he said, we're going to meet outside, you know, 8 o'clock. So she said, this was before cell phones. just so going back. So it's 7.45. It's, it's 8 o'clock, 8.05. 8.25, he sends mess. 8.45, he finally comes out. Oh, I got lost. I was talking to Arabian. I thought, when you're a a uh, house and a and engagement, that's not the, that's not the time right. to, to if it's happening, then you
1: see it as like, you know, everybody knows first date, you know, the first date, everybody behaves yeah. by the third date already, maybe not as much, <laughs> but you think there's an actual transition yeah. between right. the courting period. And now once we're engaged and yeah. I sort of, I like I'm locked in and you think sometimes you could tell a lot by how lot. behavior begins. Because people to are
0: lowering, lowering that guard a little bit. Mm-hmm. And with lowering that guard, you have to keep your eyes open. Uh, and be aware Says okay, yeah, we, we can go through many warning signs. But I think that, you know, the few examples, there are many others, you know, we can, we can spend the whole night on warning signs. But we get the gist of, of if things, you know, don't feel right, then to speak to, again, a healthy, not always best to speak to a parent or to sometimes speak to a person who's a little bit more objective, but to, but to definitely things don't feel like to, to bring it to the attention of people, for
1: sure. Would you say that there is, a, let's say, a, a perfectly appropriate amount of time to be engaged? What would you say to those couples who, for one reason or another, their parents or logistics make it impossible for them to get married quickly? Like, is there a target? And what do you say for those who feel like they're they're they're, what do you want from them? Like, what do you want from them? It's an impossible twilight zone, as you put it.
0: There is just a reality, there, and then it's sometimes that we have to take into consideration. There are various reasons why certain lengths of time have to be there, period. And that, that has to be too long. I think just what I've heard and from many you know, couples is, is, is always is a very difficult and challenging thing for the for the people engaged. The parents have to know and be considerate of that. But then, you know, two weeks is not enough time to, to get a wedding ready either. So it's as long as it you know the, the practical time it ends up usually there's an average two three four months I think is the you know again in, in depends on the circles and in that period of time there are ones that are, have to be shorter and there are ones that are that are much longer and if they're longer you have to really I, I think it's going it takes a little bit more thought of how are we gonna. How are we going to do this well? How are we going to, the two of them with the guidance of of their teachers, how to to set that up properly?
1: So I uh, talk about engagements uh, requiring to take a certain amount of time to prepare a wedding. So I had a a, a couple that, that, um, uh, I know that they, uh, as a second marriage, and so they announced that they were engaged and there was going to be an engagement party. But the big surprise was the engagement party was actually the wedding. So people <laughs> showed up and they were wearing, you know, whatever they were wearing. It wasn't like such a, such a, I don't know, formal engagement party. And they had a chuppah there and the rabbis were in the know and, and boom. And everybody's like, this is great. Why can't we do this all the time? So would you say that that's true? If we could get rid of the right. engagement period, because it's ultimately usually driven by logistics anyway. Should we? Are all these potential positives... Yeah you think that they are actually great exactly. news. It's great news that we have the opportunity when the guard's down to be able to get to see yeah. them a little bit better. It's great news 100%. to be able to practice the emotional intimacy. Yeah. 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 Like, we,
0: like we started off, like the Rashida said, to get to know each other better, That two strangers shouldn't feel like they're walking down the chuppah is something so simple, but something so sensible. And I think the engagement period allows that to happen. And, I think that there's, we were talking about, you know, what it means to get to know each other a little bit better. And I think that the challenge, I'm going to generalize here, but for men and for women, it's a little different. You know, what I've found is that I think that women have an easier time making themselves known, opening up and sharing. And men have an easier time understanding and accepting and listening without, you know, so much judgment or, you know, critical feedback. You know, the other way around, I think that men sometimes have a harder time opening and expressing and and letting themselves be known. And women can sometimes by nature, and it might be from a good place, might be a little bit more critical or, or judgmental of things. And I think that each of them have to be aware of where their challenges and where their growth is in a relationship. And again, there are many couples that it's the opposite talking about, in general, those natures. So it's important for men to, or for women, if they're the quiet type, to be able to learn, what does it mean that I, I, I make myself more known to another person? Some people's entire repertoire of, of sharing is, you know, cliches of Bar Hashem, or, yeah, it's good, or, you know, these one-word, very brief answers. Uh, some people can even go to, like, other oh, facts about their day, you know. Yeah, I, I, I do this, or I, I go there. No, but to, but for a person to know you, you know, there's layers and levels of how how a person can can open up, and it's an important thing. Women, by nature, I think, are better, more comfortable communicating than men. Not to say that there aren't, and so there has to be that you know, that transition in in allowing oneself to to open up and be more known, and then the other way around to know another person, not just come in with the only way we we invite the other person to talk and to open up is is if we're not just right away jumping and, and judging and, and, you know, and giving the feedback and you know, especially in a relationship. We want that that the person feels comfortable to do that. You know, there was a book uh, I was mentioned. The fellow's name was Matthew Kelly. He wrote this book, The Seven Levels of Intimacy. And I always, I, I don't go exactly with his framework, but I always liked his concept where there are these layers of a person. He was talking about emotional intimacy where a person from the, he, he called it, I get that word from the cliches, all the way, you know, deeper and deeper. If a person about the same topic, you know, you, you open up layer within layer within layer, you can talk about then your opinions about something. It makes me more known to you. Oh, it's not just what I did today. I have an opinion about my, my day. So you get to know a little bit more about my, and then I have my, my feelings about my day. And then also my strengths, my weaknesses about the day, you know, and then my, my hopes or my dreams. It's allowing yeah.
1: you in. The graduate level topic is probably yeah. politics. Because, you know, when you've reached the nth level and you can talk politics, nobody gets mad at each other. That's it. You've achieved, oh, you know, you've, you've achieved Shangri-La in a relationship. Right, so right, one right. second. So or this or sounds... Corona. Or if you could yeah, yeah, corona, exactly. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 So, so, oh, you don't wear masks. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't, yeah. Well, we can't go there. Yeah. I only just met you. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I know you for years. So right. here, here's, here's my question for you. Yeah, it, this, this is fantastic. Like, this is very eye-opening to me about the power of engagement. Uh, I've been around the block uh, a little bit. I was even engaged right. once. And I, I, don't, I don't remember hearing any of this. And of I didn't did. have the wisdom maybe to speak to Rebzellig <laughs> all the way back then, and maybe it would have been too close to home if I did. <laughs> right. So I'm just, yeah. what should our couples do? Who should be providing this information? You know, w- which I guess leads me into another question. During this, this sort of period of twilight, yeah. Yeah. Should there be an active goal to study yeah. what relationships are, to meet with a professional, to be introduced to these things? Because how are kids going to know this stuff otherwise? Dating was hard enough.
0: My answer to, to that question is one, not one hundred, one thousand 1,000%. It's the it's time where yeah, I, I wouldn't, I, I don't want to go as far as to say that every couple, you know, there are some people that uh, I, I think want to push where they meet at least someone that if there's issues, they can have someone to go back to. I think the Shalom Tafras, if I remember correctly, wanted to have that set up. They have their own system. But one way or another, there's so many ways of doing it, one way or another, whether it's through reading, whether it's through meeting with their Chassan uh, and kala rabbi, who should be talking much more about relationships, and obviously, which they do, uh, than just the halachas of it. It's a time period to grow in in terms of what else is it for? But it, it's like anything. It's so easy. Whenever something you know important has to be done, there's always the busyness that robs us. Right? We can go through. You know, a simcha has that the engagement. is like that. Yeah, Certain yamim Tavim are like that. There's like it's such a a special time, and then it ends up so easily being taken over and hijacked by the busyness of, of it. And you, you can somehow miss the essence of it. And and I, I would say that engagement is like a perfect example in that. It's the time where, where we can we each think about and read about and hopefully focus on first of all, getting to know one, one another as people. You know, we'll have, and that continues, obviously, after you get married. But with an added dimension. And that, that's another transition. And then also to be able to think and to be able to listen and to learn about the, the topic of, of relationships and marriage and, and what healthy intimacy is, is, um, is what it's all about.
1: I have an idea for you. You know, they have these like Lashon Hara cards, these cards that you hand out. Don't forget not to speak Lashon Hara. All of these, these are main yeah. cards. Yeah. There's <laughs> going to be the Dr. Tepfer engagement <laughs> cards. You show up at a Vart, and you hand one of the, the chassanakala and you know you could do a classic Jewish style. You could turn it into into leather bound and then it can right. be cher- cherry wood, you can yeah. make a silver, yeah. The, yeah. like like everything yeah. else. And they could yeah. sell it at Eichler's yeah. and it could be a gift. <laughs> But I think opening people's eyes like preparing for the wedding does not just mean preparing for the wedding day. It doesn't just mean registering so that you have the gifts for the kitchen and the apartment set up. It also means breaking ground on relationship building before you're actually in it together. And 100%. you have no help. You have no help, 100%. right? Because I guess the downside of when you're married, not that there's a downside, right? This whole goal is to get people married. We want the best for everybody. Yeah. But the difficulty is when you're in it, maybe it's a little bit harder to seek outside help. Here, you're still on the outside. Here, you still have the ability to look at things a little bit more objectively without the yeah. pressure of, oh, it's too late now. I, uh, whatever, I'm, just, yeah. I'm stuck. So it's a, it's a great opportunity. So I want to shift to yeah. a situation that I've been on the other side of, where let's say a couple did not take, they didn't get the Dr. Tepfer card at their engagement. And instead of trying to find this nice nuance and the balance of trying to understand each other and develop like this emotional intimacy and this knowledge of each other during this time, they took it too far. They took it too far and their tremendous feelings of guilt and they think they did the wrong thing and they're wondering if, you know, the whole marriage now is upended by their inability to get this right. What, what would you tell such a couple?
0: First of all, it's, it's more common than, than we would like to acknowledge. And like, like anything, if two people realize that they made a mistake and they both don't feel correct and good about it and right about it, so, okay, so, you know, you've grown from something, you've realized something, okay. Now, how are you wiser and smarter from that experience? You crossed over that boundary and you both now don't feel good about it. So you've learned. You know, you're you're now again, wiser from that experience that it's not something that works for both of us. And, and and it would it would be much better if we can keep this boundary. So then, like anything, if you can look back at the mistakes that you've made and, and you can grow from it, then, then to obsess about the fact that you fell or that is really counterproductive. And the thing to focus on is, okay, so how, you know, this is our first thing that we collectively, you know, together can now grow from that mistake. And it will be the first of many mistakes that the two of them, not just in this area, that they can grow from, oh, we, you know, in our communication, uh, we realized that didn't work. So how do we, let's not do that again. Let's not, right?
1: Uh, right. T- turn it into 100%. an opportunity. I hear that. Okay, so let me ask you another specific yeah. question. So one of the problems, I guess, and the stressors of engagement are the pressures of of all these outside characters, otherwise known, let's say, as parents or other forces that are involved. So, you know, I've heard guidance and advice throughout the years, stay out of it, stay out of it, let the parents go at it, or just, you know, don't don't be proxy to whatever battles are going on in the right. actual organizers of the wedding. Do you yeah. agree with that type of advice? Is there other advice that you would give a couple during this period to sort of stay away from the stressors?
0: It's funny in our circles. So the ones who make our weddings by and large are not the, uh, not the uh, and Kala, right? The, it's, it's the parents. And like you're saying, if they're the ones making the wedding, then, then you know, as much as possible, try, try to leave it, yes, to stay out of it. But, you know, the the ones who are going to be spending obviously the rest of their lives together are these are these two individuals, and you know to really from the outset this is like such a hard thing. This girl and this and this boy, you know, were so if they were you know they were taught the the devotion and respect to their parents from the day they were born. And suddenly there's like this shift of allegiance to, to, and priority to this new person who maybe four or maybe seven or nine weeks ago, you know, they, they met and decided to, um, that's really the, the, also the important advice that they have to be given. It starts then that the, this is something that's important to her or to him or to us. And it starts right then. So, so um, just then, to
1: be clear that you think the transition that the two of them are now the primary relationship that goes first and foremost begins I, at engagement.
0: It has to begin during engagement, no question, because where they're living, there's so many like, where are we start in this marriage. My mother wants me close to home, so we are going to live down, um, you know, down the block from her. He doesn't want her. he has a yeshiva, he's whatever. You know, what I mean? so you know, he already senses from then. Oh, I, I'm, I'm, you know, maybe fourth on the packing order. It's first. Uh, no, 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 and then comes me, or the other way around. If if she's finishing school and this and that, and that but 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 it's only you know it's where his parents want them to. You know. It has to be it, has, because so many decisions of life are 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 starting then to, together. And of course, everything in a respectful and in a considerate and in a normal way again with seichel uh we're not here to you know cut people out because that's always it always works best if everyone's on board and there's so many ways usually of doing things sensitively and and appropriately not to call the war but but there has to be that shift that starts then because so many decisions of 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 life are are starting to be made then
1: No question Mm -hmm. Okay, all right. This is really great. Is there anything else? You know, would you like to to summarize any anything else, or if there are any yeah. uh, more points you'd like to add? This has been super informative for me. I wish I can get engaged again. It's so it's so. Uh, <laughs> the I mean, Island, right. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. very good. Very uh, good. Yeah. That, that's yeah. gonna it's gonna say that on the top of your car. <laughs> right. Beautiful. Right. Beautiful. Right. beautiful. Yeah. yeah.
0: I really. I, I just think that. Each person in each circle, in the different circles, have to really develop this out, maybe each, each couple. But to, to look at it as really an opportunity, just to summarize, for a relationship to really be built and grow in a solid way. And you have an opportunity where there's not going to be the physical, but there's going to be the emotional that's there with the discipline that's always needed throughout the marriage. And, Establishing it here and now is again not just about restrictions and not just about halacha. but the halacha, I think, is informing that uh, there's something important here that's going to be needed for a lifetime, which is the ability to be close and to feel friendly and to, and to be tuned in and clear to one another without it necessitating some sort of physical relationship. Because a couple or a wife who feels that throughout the marriage then, then, then the intimacy falls, you know, as well. But where there's that solid foundation of, of friendship, you know, that that's beneath everything, then everything can be built on top of that. And I think engagement is that time where, where, where it's really laid out for that.
1: Right. Well, wow. you know, they talk about how Eudea is the biblical yeah. term for yeah. uh, sexual intimacy. But Yediyah also means Yediyah, right? Like, yes. you, know, you can't forget yeah. that. It also means the knowledge of <laughs> the person. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's also, there's also Pshat in yeah. All right. This has been really great, Dr. Binyam and Tefer. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I, I, and I'm sure this information is going to be extremely helpful to all of our new listeners. Thank you so much. And thank, thank, you. thank you all for tuning in. Have a great day. It was day. an honor. Thank you.
0: Thank you to our gracious hosts and guests this evening. Please email us at yuconnects at yu.edu to suggest future dating and relationship building topics and guests for your enjoyment. Candidate at yuconnects.